powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to Friends, Foes, and Neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings, as what you are about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show. Prepare yourself for insightful interviews with incredible people. Join us now as we delve ever deeper into the human condition. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hi. Thank you, everyone. Please. Thank you. Sit. Hello, Duvall Nation, and welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. That's right. We are back with another fantastic journey into the lives of extraordinary people. Before I want to jump into the episode, though, I want to say a huge thank you to my last guest, the absolutely lovely Presley Tennant. She was an absolute delight to get to know, and the response to the episode was immense. I hope everyone goes and buys her music and supports her if she comes to a town near you. If you haven't had a chance to check out the episode, I strongly encourage you to do so after you're finished with this one. All right, so welcome to episode 125. (laughs) Man, we have come a long way since episode one. Anyway, we have a great little episode lined up for you today. We have with us today, Deborah Yates. Deborah has written a book based on her research into a key forgotten member of the early days of the American Revolution and the founding of the United States. That is a Cherokee woman known as Nancy Ward or Nanyahi, as she was known to her people. Through much hard work and research, Deborah her, herself, a descendant of Nanyahi, has written a book of Nancy's life called Woman of Many Names. Deborah is an incredibly passionate woman, and as you will hear, her tireless work to get Nancy her voice in our present time is very, very noble. So let's just get Deborah out here to talk about her book, because I'm doing it no justice. Duval Nation, please rise to your feet and welcome all the way from Naples, Florida, the author of Woman of Many Names, Deborah Yates. Deborah, hello. Welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. How is the weather out by you today? It's beautiful. It was a beautiful day. I think it got up to about 78 today. So I start my interviews off the same way. And then how has it been for you to navigate the COVID-19 world? I tell you, um, I had to pretty much isolate that first six months that it started because my mother's an at-risk um, person with her health. So it was uh, the first probably year and a half was um, spent mostly with her and the dogs, you know, just, you know, you do the best that you can. I didn't want to get sick myself and give it to her. Cause I see her a lot. I had a lot of, um, allergies and a lot of drug reactions and, uh, full blown anaphylaxis three times. So my doctor didn't want me to take the vaccine. So I just had to, you know, do the best I could with, you know, mm. you know, if you got autoimmune problems, it's, that's, you know, questionable if it's a good, you know, shot uh, program for you. So I did the uh, uh, protocol that came out of Korea and a lot of the doctors in America, you know, backed with, you know, Quercusin, NAC, you know, all the different vitamins. All right. So every journey has a beginning. Where were you born? What was it like to grow up there? I was born in Cambridge, Ohio, and I was only there for probably about two months. I was, uh, in the 1957, I was the first baby to be in an incubator in the hospital that I was born in. 
And John Glenn, the astronaut, actually, his family bought that incubator and gave it to the to the hospital. So I was the first baby in that in that little unit. Um, so I really didn't get to experience much of, of Cambridge other than going there to visit family as I aged. But we lived all over. I was the, I'm a daughter of the man that was a pipeliner. So we laid a lot of the first gas lines or he did actually. Well, I did too. Um, you know, mostly in the Northeast. Mm. Have you always wanted to be a writer? No. You know, I think that I had a bit of the poet in me when I was younger. I did uh, find uh, some poetry not very long ago that I'd written as a teenager. So I guess I had a flair for it then to some degree. But no, it was never like, oh, I'm going to grow up and write a book someday. No, no. Uh -uh. So let's jump right into your project, which is the great book, Woman of Many Names, which chronicles the life of one Nancy Ward, an incredible and largely unknown staple in the earliest records of the United States. What inspired you to tackle such a study and how long did it take you to write the book? I spent about three years writing the book and because it started out as just I was writing down the family stories that had been told to me as a, a young person by my grandfather and his ancestors, brothers and sisters. And what I thought, you know, would be lost stories if I didn't let, you know, the kids know what their family legacy was. I knew that I was descendant from a great Cherokee chief, but I had no idea that any of the rest of the world would have known about Nanyahi because my grandfather called her Nanyahi. Now, I did read about a lady called Nancy Ward and a man named Dragon Canoe in a my history book, American history book, when I think I was in like eighth grade, and I can actually remember that paragraph. And, um, and that's about all there was was a paragraph in history. And, um, but I wanted the kids to know her, not only as Nancy Ward, but how I knew her as Nanyahi. Um, and, you know, she had so many names throughout history that if you don't know them all, you can't find her because different things appear under different titles and, and or names. Mm -hmm. So um, that was just one way that, um, you know, and we all, you know, told stories, but we went with the oral tradition. We didn't necessarily have a written syllabary until, you know, much after Nancy was um, born. So. So it is my understanding that. that you have a very personal connection to the story as you're part of her lineage. Correct. I would be her seventh great granddaughter um, of Nancy Ward, and I am a Kingfisher descendant, which means I am um, an offspring from her first husband, who was a Cherokee Indian as well. Um, I hired a genealogist to uh, to chart because there's been a lot of rumors over the years that Nancy was just was half Indian herself, and you know we. I, I questioned that because my family said, no, no, she, you know, she was a full-blooded Cherokee. So when I did the ancestry and called out the percentage, I told my, asked my genealogist, I said, if I am a descendant of Nancy Ward, which we, you know, know I am, how much Native American should I be, or Eastern, you know, Cherokee, should I be, were she a full-blooded Cherokee Indian. He said, oh, 7%. Pegged it. 
egg dick. Now I am have more Native American in me than just her line, but um, that's the one that I needed to be precise to know if my grandmother was actually full-blooded Cherokee or maybe she wasn't, but she was, she's full-blooded. Now there have been some documents unearthed, including some from President Thomas Jefferson's personal archive, but for the most part, the story of Nancy has been fairly passed on via verbal stories. Would that you, like you said earlier, that would be pretty correct, right? That would be very correct. That would be normal in our culture. Yes. Now, is it true that she foresaw the trail of tears? Yes. The way it was told to me was, she said, "I see my people walking in a line with tears streaming down their face, and they use these motions of, you know." you know, walking and tears ringing down their face, hence the trail of tears. That's is believed where that came came from. Yes. Mm -hmm. She was a very centered spiritual woman. The Cherokee did believe in God, a, a creator, uh, a oneness. You know, I believe that, you know, the reason that the Cherokee in particular converted to Christianity so easily was because we already had the same belief system. Mm. Some of the documents have been unearthed in Thomas Jefferson's personal archive include correspondence with George Washington. How do you think that kind of came about? Do you think what what really kind of led to the meeting? Well, the the letter was basically written because she was concerned about her lands uh, and what was to become of her beloved village and the land that that she ended up living on. And uh, that president, George Washington, promised my grandmother her land in perpetuity. It ended up in the Supreme Court back in the 60s because the family said, you know, we've 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 we know this is the way this was supposed to be. She was supposed to her family, her children were supposed to be able to retain these lands for all the time that America was here. So they went back to court on I want to say it was 1964 it went before the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court did not uphold it for whatever reason. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's also convoluted how everything happens, you know, in, in history, you know, we have to understand that history is what it is. I can't change it. You can't change it. Nobody else can change it either. So, but for a president to say that to a woman that helped this country become this country, you know, was, you know, a horrible misgiving that should have been, that should have been uh, upheld, you know, by the first president towards a woman that had maybe not she interceded when she did and how she did, you know, we could be French, you know, <laughs> we could be Spanish, uh, you know, held instead of, of England. It's, 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 it's in history. We, un we understand that's part of our, our heritage and how that all comes down. But as, as, as a human race, you know, I think we need to, you know, be vigilant to what the past is, how each each race and or group of people got to be where where they were. And if we're not careful, we're going to repeat the same mistakes. I mean, we see it happening today, you know, around us in in the in, in what's going on maybe in this country and others as well. You know, the taking of land, the giving away of our funds. You know, we've got a lot of people here that that need care, that need taken care of, and we are just opening ourselves up to so much right now that it's kind of scary to me and a lot of older people that just 
don't understand how we're getting back here again. How's this happening again? And then you look at what's happening abroad and it's like, whoa, mercy. You know, it's history repeating itself all over again. What we're we gonna do? Wipe out another race? What are we gonna do? We're we gonna and is the world gonna sit back and just allow it to happen? I don't know. What has the reception of the book been like? The, you know, uh, it's been uh, published now for, uh, I'm wanting to say, five years. And I have just been so blessed that I still, you know, have, you know, people such as yourself that are willing and, and want to interview me and talk about Nancy Ward. So I'm, I'm hoping that sooner or later this story is going to hit the right person's ears. And they're going to say, yes, Nancy Ward is is a worth being talked about. She's worth knowing who she was as a woman, as a as a leader, as a chieftainess of a, of a people that, you know, had a lot to c contribute then and still does today have a lot to contribute to this world. You know, if if people would go back to treating the earth the way it was treated by the Native Americans a long time ago, we would have a much happier earth and a much happier people, I believe, but we're turning our back on mother nature in ways that can't be reversed and never will be reversed. Um, you know, yes, I believe the earth is warming up and I believe it's warmed up several times before if we're to believe our science and, and what it's been saying for years. I don't know how old you are, but when I was in school, I was told that by the year 2000 that Florida's weather would be in Ohio and Ohio's weather would be like in Florida. <laughs> so, do you remember those days when they thought no. that was going to happen? Well, they did. They thought that was going to happen too. So, you know, weather is cyclical. I understand that, but I think we do need to take better care of our mother earth, like quit punching holes in the ozone. <laughs> and if you're going to keep breaching it, how about you keep going through the same place you already went before? So we don't contend because those breaches don't heal. And I think that's got a lot to do with, you know, Mother Earth's problems. Okay, Duval Nation, we're going to go ahead and take a small break right here, but we'll be right back with the conclusion of this interview with Deborah Yates. May I suggest you take this time to refresh that drink and take some super long, deep breaths. You know, Cluzo style. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Please give your attention to a few friends of the show, and we will be right back. Hello there, Giggle Water Gang. I'm Kina, the host of the boozy and delightfully foul-mouthed comedy podcast, Historical AF. I'm a nerdy public historian that is joined by a special guest each week to deliver funny, weird, spooky, and morbid historical nuggets you never knew you needed in your ear holes. Past topics have included the magical manhood of Russia's mad monk Rasputin, my hot take, the aliens did not build the pyramids. Serial killers that both my parents happened to meet as children. Listen, I know what you're thinking. Kina, how do you even exist right now? Also, who was it? All right, I'll tell you. Spoiler alert, it was Sean Wayne Gacy and Mark Allen Smith. Anywho, we can't forget the spooky. I've covered topics ranging from the ghosts of Anne Boleyn to the night marchers in Hawaii. Don't look at them, guys. If you do, you have to strip naked and you have to lay on the dirt. Dim's the rules. You can listen and subscribe to Historical AF wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Historical AF Pod. And finally, you can check out the website for links to listen, sources, because citing is sexy, photos, and more at historicalafpodcast.com. Okay, bye! Hey, it's Presley Tennant, and you're listening to The Derek Duvall Show. 
You can find my brand new EP 600 Miles on all streaming platforms right now. It's hard to hear a heartbreak 600 miles away. Duval Nation, Derek and Mindy Duval here to talk about Jerky Pro, the standard in premium beef jerky products. The Derek Duval Show and Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies is proud to be sponsored by the team at Jerky Pro. As a veteran, I am always the first to support veteran owned businesses. Setting up shop in 1987 and founded by military and paramilitary veterans, they have set the bar for how beef jerky is processed, flavored, packaged, and sold. With strict quality control standards, Jerky Pro offers many flavors that are sure to please any beef jerky connoisseur. From the standard original flavor to honey glazed, peppered, teriyaki, sweet barbecue, or if you're brave enough, the fierce red hot, there are many flavors guaranteed to entice your palate. Offered in various sized packaging, Use promo code DUVAL37, all in capital letters, at checkout to receive a 5% discount. Remember, folks, if your beef jerky is not making your mouth water, then it's not Jerky Pro Beef Jerky. Jerky Pro, the standard in premium beef jerky products. Hi, I'm Kay. And I'm Jay. We all know that a lot of us spend most of our waking hours at work. So naturally, the majority of our stories come from the many different characters and situations we run into at the workplace. Because of this, we bring you the Toasty! My Work Life Podcast. On this podcast, we will be sharing your stories from the workplace, no matter what they may be, so we can all laugh and commiserate together. Does someone at work have horrible habits? Crazy bosses that have no idea what they're doing? Hilarious blow-ups from coworkers? Even if you just need to rant, we want to hear it. Everything will be completely anonymous, so don't be afraid to spill your guts. That's right. All names of people and companies will not be disclosed, so send us your best. No story is too small. Email your stories to fmwlpod at gmail.com. That's fmwlpod at gmail.com. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so be sure to subscribe or follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your pods. For more fun content, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at FMWLPod. We can't wait to hear from you. Bye. Bye. Teachers, do you ever have these feelings or have been told these things? Do you want Kleenex for your classroom? Maybe you should think about buying your own with your own money. You get the summer off, you can have a second job. Do you really need a pay raise? Oh, do you need to use the restroom? Maybe you can do that in the three minutes while students are changing classes. Boy, sure hope your room doesn't descend into Lord of the Flies in that time. Oh, things are going pretty good for one. Surprise! Budget cuts. Well, you're in luck because we've got a book just for you. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Kinder, educator, speaker, and author of Untold Teaching Truths. I invite you to purchase my book and join this journey as we talk about the wild world of public education. Part memoir, 
part strategy. It is available on BookBaby, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Teach on Warriors. We've got this. Hey, this is Patrick Baker, and you are listening to The Derek Duvall Show. Check out my new single, Sorrow, available on all major streaming platforms. And you can check my site out at patrickbakermusic.com. Don't leave my upper heart alone on the water. Cover me in ragged bones. Janae Sergio, arriving. Hello, everyone. This is Janae Sergio, life coach, combat veteran, and best selling author. I invite you to purchase my new book, Perfectly Flawed, A Veteran's Journey from Homeless to Hero. In these pages, you will learn about the lowest struggles of my life to the absolute triumphs that have made me the strong woman I am today. Follow along as I talk about homelessness, my naval role in Operation Enduring Freedom, navigating insurmountable odds, and how I dealt with and overcame them. You can find Perfectly Flawed on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Welcome back to episode 125 of the Derek Duvall Show. Let's get right back to it with the conclusion of our interview with the author of Woman of Many Names, Deborah Yates. Why do you think that Nancy has been glossed over and in many ways ignored when the history books of the time and the future were written? Because she was a woman. Simple as that. I believe it's just because she was a woman. If she'd have been a man, uh, <laughs> you know, sitting bull, yeah would have been you know a bleep in history uh nancy ward it's not too late to rectify history and i'm praying that through my works and through works of other people and through from the cherokee themselves that they'll see what a great leader nancy really was how the message that she had uh to give back in the 17 and 1800s was as valid then and it's valid today you know we've got to learn to get along with each other and that was her 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 fervent prayer was that all men's sons get along. And um, I, I believe if she would have been a man, things would have been much different. You know, Atakula Kula has his place in history and he didn't work with a lot of the Americans that that Nancy did. You know, you've got Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin in there, uh, Daniel Boone love some Daniel Boone stories, don't you know? You know, what she did there was nothing short of a miracle when she was able to sell Kentucky (laughs) (laughs) back to America, to America. Uh, Yeah, it was quite the crazy thing. But then America turned around and really messed with Daniel Boone when they took all those lands back that he got paid in. He, He didn't want money. He says, I'll just take some land. So they gave him some land in Kentucky. And then uh, not too long after the country became a country, they they seized those lands back too. So I guess they showed both my grandmother and Daniel Boone how things could, were going to be. But um, you know, she had great respect for that man. I, I believe she loved him very much as a human being. And um, Thomas Jefferson, I believe she was the woman that took a lot of um, artifacts and so on and so forth to um, Thomas Jefferson's home. I, nobody can prove who that woman was one way or another, but I believe it was my grandmother. They had a good relationship. They were friends, and uh, he saved her life. That's pretty well documented. 
uh, when they killed all those chiefs, my grandmother was in there with them. And so was um, Oconestoa. And once they were removed, they killed all 13 of the chiefs that were left there. Had it not been for Thomas Jefferson, and I believe George Washington as well, she would have perished there that day and would could have altered history, you know? She had her part to play in it. So yeah, it would have altered history. The last year marked 200 years since her passing. Yeah. If she was alive today, what sort of woman do you think she would be in these modern times? Oh, I think she could, you know, be the governor of Tennessee or a statesman for Tennessee. She loved that land. She believed that that was, you know, basically the center of the universe and that um, the creator put her people there in that those areas to to care and love the land. And uh, I just believe that she would have just been a, a great leader then as, as, as now as well as she was then. So if people want to learn more about Nancy, now I live and I record here out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. I hear that there is a museum local to me that has an exhibit for her. I know that one of the casinos has a Nancy Ward room. I'm not sure. I thought that was in Tahlequah, however. It is in Tahlequah. But yeah, yeah, isn't that cool? She's um, leaving a, a print. And, and all this has just happened, you know, in the last few years. Um, I started writing my book in um, 2013. And at the same time, uh, my cousin, who I did not know at the time, her name is Becky Hobbs. And she's a pretty famous country Western singer back in the day. The last year she was a headliner. Um, oh, what's that? Garth Brooks was her opening act. And the next year she opened for Garth Brooks. So if that tells you anything, nice. uh, she, she's quite the gal. She wrote a, a musical called Nani He. And um, it is also, you know, that's Nancy Ward's, one of her Native American names. And, um, you know, we started writing within probably four to six months of each other. No connection to each other whatsoever until our projects were pretty well completed. And um, at that point, I um, had been out to Oklahoma several times. And that one that trip when Will Mankiller passed away was the first time that I met uh, Becky. And we were able to sit down and kind of, you know, talk to each other about our individual projects and how closely they were actually intertwined was really quite beautiful uh, moment for both of us, knowing that, you know, she didn't know who I was, I didn't know who she was, and and that at that exact at time that the universe, the creator, God, Jesus, Nanyi, Nancy Ward started coming together. And we both have these beautiful projects in her honor. And now, you know, we have a road named after Nancy and a, uh, a museum and a casino and, uh, for Nancy as well. I just think it's pretty cool. I think it's all meant to be. Um, and we're both just hoping that the right person is gonna hear about Nancy Ward that has a, a place of, you know, power, you know, 
in their hands that they can either make a, a documentary, a, a miniseries, a movie, whatever. This woman is worth knowing about. Um, she's a historical figure that actually existed, not some mystical creature or woman that never existed. This is a real human being that had a message that, you know, was important then and I believe is important now too, maybe now more than ever that we both started ringing to this, you know, vibration at the same time. There's, there's got to be a reason that these projects came, came out at, at so close to the same time. So as we enter the final phase of the interview, I always like to ask one fun question and it's, what do you like to do for fun? What do you, what do you do to relax? What do I do for fun? What do I do to relax? You know, I live in such a relaxing place. Uh, Florida is so beautiful and, you know, nature, I just love to take my little walks with my dog and, you know, just, you know, commune with nature. And there's so many, you know, neat creatures around here that you get to see. I've seen panthers and um, alligators and snakes and bears and, you know, all kinds of really and beautiful birds, eagles. You know, we've really got a, lot, a large contingent of uh bald eagles down here now as well as the osprey you know i just think that nature is the most amazing thing and that's where i'm the happiest so nice that's what i'd have to say so what would be the best way for my listeners to uh learn more about nancy follow your adventures with the book stuff like that well you can go to uh facebook and uh click on woman of many names and the facebook page will pop up that's got you know where i might be speaking or you know past interviews you know things about the book things about the cherokee nation things about native american indians you can go to facebook and and and, and ask to join that that is pretty easy um there's quite a few places you can research online um there's many books out there that have been written about nancy or inspired by nancy ward and um, of course woman of many names where you can get about anywhere and um i think that you would enjoy it uh, young people are really really enjoying this book i heard from a uh, 12 year old um uh, just not very long ago she called me it's like how did you get my phone number <laughs> these kids are so smart mm. you know and, and she goes i love your book i love your book it's so cool and um i'm going okay and who are you <laughs> and how'd you get my number <laughs> But it was so cute. Um, but I, I found that, you know, um, it kind of takes you back in time. And that's what it's meant to feel like, that you've got uh, an old Native American Cherokee woman telling you the story of her life. So it's, um, I think it's cool. And it's worth a read. And it, it'll, I've had a lot of people say it, it like takes you back in time and you just, you feel like you're there because you're so descriptive in your writing and the uh, nature and that you brought into the book. And, you know, they were, as Native Americans are still all about the land and all about nature and, you know, communing as one and trying to get along with nature instead of fighting her because you'll not win. So I am my interviews with my favorite question. And the question yeah. is this. If the entire planet was listening to this broadcast, what would be the one thing you would like to say to the people of Earth? Let's not repeat the mistakes of the past. 
you know let's let's truly learn from all of the history that we have that we know that exists and um let's not repeat it and continue to have people suffer untold damage you know the ends of family lines the ends of countries and nations and people you know we've got to stop this we should be able to get along we, we should be able to get along that's all i got to say about that fair enough the book is woman of many names available on amazon barnes and noble or wherever you get your books deborah thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today Derek, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure, and I'm glad that we got to meet today. Me too. And just like that, Duval Nation, we come to the end of episode 125. I want to thank Deborah for taking the time to come on the show. I admire her passion and her advocation for Nancy's voice. I encourage everyone to check out Deborah's book, and I want to wish her nothing but the best for the future. Tune in again next time as we showcase another extraordinary person. I have a very good one coming up in a few days, so be sure to keep checking your favorite podcast streaming channel for that episode to drop. Also, I think it's fair to ask, have you enjoyed this episode? I truly hope you have, so please go and hit that subscribe button to keep up to date for when new episodes drop. Also, if you're feeling generous, I dare you to leave us a review. We love reading what our listeners have to say about us. Uh, also, we are still enjoying our partnership with the amazing Tea Public. The Derek Duvall Show has a great little store on there, and we have everything with our logo on it, including magnets, stickers, and mugs. I recently, a few weeks ago, went back through the Tea Public archive, and I added over 30 new T-shirts on there. So if you've ever wanted to own a T-shirt that I, myself, Derek Duvall, yes, me, that I possess, that shirt being Beavis and Butthead sitting next to Wayne and Garth, Believe me, it exists, folks, and it's awesome. It's my new concert shirt. Anyway, go to our website, DerekDevallShow.com. Go to the banner on the left that says Merge. Click that, and you'll be taken to our store on Public. And once again, I want to thank them for being such great partners with the show. So on behalf of myself and the entire team here at the Derek Duvall Show, I want to say to each and every one of you listening, go outside and look up at the night sky tonight, and for a second, just gain a bit of perspective of how small we are in the great scheme of things. I know it sometimes gives me a reality check when things are getting me down. No star, God bless, and see you next time, Planet Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duval Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvalShow.com, for links to merchandise and to explore past episodes. Please find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Derek Duval Show.